Hey, what is going on? Welcome into the You See a Red live podcast. This is the basketball edition. My name is Nick Kirby. I'm joined by the Reverend Will Matthews. The show is presented, as always, by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area. Uh, you've seen Jason on the football show. He is the absolute number one guy uh, in the Lynchburg area, one of the good guys in the biz, and a big Liberty Flames fan. Uh, on tonight's show, we've got uh, Kyle Road and Anthony Smith uh, scheduled to join us tonight. We are really excited about that. And uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you go on to the Sea of Red YouTube page, subscribe to the channel, uh, helps the grow the the Sea of Red. Uh, brand and provide more content for for all things liberty so uh subscribe on youtube hit that like button as well smash that like button and that uh that helps us out a lot uh, as we continue to hopefully grow the show will how are we feeling tonight my man yo uh not the greatest weekend for uh liberty fans across the america um, but we'll get into that a little bit later, but I'm, uh, like the old nature boy once said, styling and profiling and ready to go tonight. <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously not the greatest start to the season, uh, for, for Liberty. Um, they did win the game, um, against, uh, Regent, um, as expected. Uh, but, uh, Alabama, it really just, Kind of the wheels fell off in the second half, Will. Yeah. You know, my, um, I was seeing on my Twitter a lot of folks, uh, maybe like a little bit of the skies falling a little bit, but I mean, number 20 in the nation, Alabama's really good, way more athletic, um, uh, longer, uh, stronger than we were. And, you know, at the first half, it was, I was feeling pretty good about it. I was feeling like we might, um, chip away at that lead at halftime and, kind of get back into it um that didn't happen that way yeah it was you know yeah like like you said will alabama is a really 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 good basketball team uh they played a really good game um you know it, it was disappointing i think to see a little bit of the uh the the defense it just was not at all up to to the standards and i think it, you know watching the post game with 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 coach k i think he was kind of shell shocked at, at how um how poorly their defense competed. Um, the, the, the biggest, the, the best takeaway for me was, was Colin Porter. Um, you know, he didn't, he had zero turnovers in 26 minutes. Um, that was undeniably Liberty's biggest need coming into the season. Uh, and uh, I thought he, I think he has absolutely showed that, that he looks like he belongs at this level. He looks like he can control the game. Uh, I don't think we've seen anywhere close yet to, the offensive firepower that he has, but he was two for two for three in that game. So uh, he's been highly efficient. What have you thought about uh, Colin Porter so far? Will? he's looked really good. I mean, it looks like um, maybe um, maybe a key piece that maybe the team has kind of lagged a little bit with uh, just a really pure ball handler. Um, looks like a guy that can score, make his own shot, um, which is really good. Um, you know, it's with Regent first and then Alabama, it's still kind of really hard to tell, you know, what this team exactly looks like. I think going into this week, um, and then going into some of those tournaments that we have like around Thanksgiving, um, it'll start to kind of round out and kind of to see what it looks like. 
Yeah, that's a perfect segue, Will. Uh, looking at this week, uh, two games that the Flames are going to be uh, highly favored in, uh, NC Central and Southern Miss. Now, both of those teams had uh, have had pretty impressive wins so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not as, as gimme of a game as we thought coming to the end of the season. Uh, both of those teams, have, their Ken Palm ranking dropped, I think, like 20-plus points uh, since the start of the season. Um, Will, do you feel like this is a really big week for Liberty, especially with you got, you know, you're staring down Northwestern and Auburn um, potentially, uh, or even a, a tough Bradley team um, uh, in the Thanksgiving tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think these games are more winnable, but I, I mean, I think it's still going to take a really big effort. I mean, uh, Central is pretty good. I mean, they talk about having some good wins for both of those teams. They've also, I don't know if there's a such thing as a good loss, but um, Central lost by 12 um, at UVA and then five, uh, lost by five at App State. Um, and they're a really good three-point uh, three shooting team. Um, and so that's just going to be another test for that pack line. Yeah, that, that loss was in uh, overtime, that second game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Southern Miss... Uh, one at Vanderbilt by 12 points. Yeah. We've done uh, that too. But yeah, I mean, that's, and Vanderbilt is, you know, bottom of the SEC probably. I don't think they're going to be that great that year, but that's still a big win to go into an SEC court uh, opponent and, and beat them on their court. Yeah. Two games that, that, that I, I think that, that Liberty should be able to take advantage of. Uh, but, Again, they're they're not they're not as gimme of games as we may have thought coming into the year. I think there'll be some good tests, and uh, definitely excited to see the guys uh, uh, come back tomorrow, um, um, back home, and, and and hopefully they can you know really uh, uh, really right the ship. Uh, real quick, we have Kyle Road about to come on here in just a minute. Uh, wanted to take a look at the the A Sun so far, uh, which has been crazy impressive here in the first week of the season. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast has jumped up 50 points in or 50 ranking spots since the start of the season. Uh, they had a dominating win at USC. Stetson won at Florida State. Bellarmine won at Louisville. Kennesaw State only lost by 10 uh, at Florida in a game they were predicted to lose by 20. Uh, Will, what have you thought about this? Uh, the start to the season for for the ASUN. Yeah, I mean, when these games started coming on and we started seeing some of the A-Sun teams playing well, we were thinking, okay, uh, let Liberty get in there and beat Alabama and let's see what's going on. Um, you know, I'm ex- I'm interested to see uh, Jacksonville State and Alabama play coming up. So I'm you know, kind of interested to see, you know, how Jacksonville State approaches Alabama, how they look. S- poor Stetson, I mean, beat Florida State and they're still at 277. Um, Nick, tell us a little bit about how, you know, with Ken Palm, you are the expert, you are the, um, the PhD in Ken Palm. Tell us about how, how they, what is, how are they measured as far as where they start at in the rankings? What goes into that and then how they move up? Okay. So not every, I don't know every, every detail of everything that goes into the rankings, but they're all, they're all preseason ranks based on, um, recruiting rankings, and then basically what you've done previously, and then the, your returning mm-hmm. players and all that kind of stuff. Uh, where sometimes it, it has a gap, and I think Kim Palmer himself would tell you this, uh, would be like with uh, transfers, which is probably why Florida Gulf Coast was so far down. Yeah. So right now you're seeing this. How is Liberty 86? They've only, they're one and one. Uh, the game against Regent does not count at all in the rankings because right. uh, 
Ken Palm does not include uh, non-D1 games. Uh, but what it does is it slowly trickles off the rankings uh, every day into January. And then at some point in mid-January, the rankings are actually this season only. So it's kind of a way that uh, to, you know, not have these like crazy rankings where uh, Florida Gulf Coast is the number one team in the country right now because they, mm-hmm. you know, just won by uh, 10 points at USC. Um, uh, but 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 still kind of have a, a good system to kind of see where teams are at. And uh, it, it's good for for the, the betting markets and uh, uh, things like that. But uh, yeah, you'll kind of see them trickle down as we get closer towards the the new year. Uh, and then at, at some point in, in like mid-January, they'll be they'll be true to form. All right, enough nerd talk. Let's go ahead and bring on our guy, Kyle Road. Uh, Kyle, what's going on tonight? How's it going, man? Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, wanted to ask you uh, about uh, the, the home opener against Regent. Uh, felt like the atmosphere at Liberty Arena, at least on TV, was was really, really good for a non-D1 team. Uh, what what did you, you feel about in that game? Yeah, no, I think uh, that's the expectations kind of our Flames Nation has set. Like, we bring try to bring a crowd every game, and I think they even said it was the top five attendance game um, we've ever had there. So uh, it was awesome to see. Uh, it's it pretty cool. COVID's now kind of in the back burner, it seems like, and people are really uh, trying to get out and get to game. So it was awesome, and I liked, it was electric. <laughs> Yeah, Kyle, it was exciting to watch you guys play against Regent. Um, I was really looking forward to that game to just kind of see how the new guys played, and um, I'm just always interested in that. And, you know, we know that you guys, you know, had some scrimmages in the offseason, Georgetown, um, Virginia Tech, but this one against Regent was the first one that kind of counted. How are you feeling about the team's chemistry on the court after two games kind of compared to when you guys started – first started practicing together in the off season. Yeah, 100 percent I think you kind of get a taste of um just how guys uh fit in, you know what I mean? When you're playing yeah. somebody different. Like in practice, there's always 10 guys on the court because we're always playing against each other pretty much. And and then you get into a game and it's an environment where only only five players play um for Liberty. So uh, it's been great. We've had we have such a selfless group and I think we have a lot of pieces that fit in well with one another and, and coach McKay probably has one of the hardest jobs uh, finding minutes and doing uh, combinations and things like that. But uh, he always does a great job of facilitating that. And um, we're, I feel like we're a program where it's like at the end of the day, we have a bunch of guys that want to win the game. So whatever, whatever role that is on any given night can look different. And we got a bunch of guys that stay ready. So Kyle, obviously the, the Alabama game didn't, you know, go the way that, that, that you guys wanted to, um, you guys were really competitive in the first half, only down nine points at halftime. And that was with Darius McGee spending a lot of the time on the bench in foul trouble. And then, uh, Colin Port as well. What just maybe went wrong in the second half now that you've had some time to, you know, digest some of the game film and stuff like that. What do you think really went, went sideways for you guys? Yeah. I think anytime kind of over my career that we've been here, it's like, um, when you play in those big um, kind of power five games, the margin of error just shrinks, right? That's kind of that's kind of uh, the overwhelming factor. Is like that margin of error is small, and so like you said, um, I had to kind of a little uh, without Darius and Colin there in the first half, kind of had to manage. Okay, let's let's keep this thing 
uh, under 10 if we can and try to even just keep it as close as we can. So I uh, felt like we did a really good job of that. And then in the second half, like you said, just kind of got away from us a little bit. And it was honestly just four or five possessions where maybe we didn't get the best shots we wanted and, and everything went right for them. And then you blinked and it was, it was 20 points. So it was, it was one of those games, man, that was great for us um, to learn from. Um, and <laughs> I love our team. And I know that might be weird after, after getting beat 35 or whatever it was, but at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, I like our guys and, um, and uh, came with the same approach yesterday to practice and today. And, I'm super excited for tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Alabama seemed to really just swarm Darius on defense. I, I don't, you know, I'm an un- uneducated fan watching the game. I don't know if I ever remember a team that that I thought did as good of a job just making his life miserable uh, out out there uh, the minutes he played. Did, did you kind of feel the same way? Did you feel that that maybe uh, their defense on him was just really exceptional? Yeah, I, th- I think they did. A, they did a great job, obviously, in their prep, and um, I think it just shows the respect like Darius has. Like you have an SEC school that um, guards him like he's a he's a superstar, and I think that's super cool to have guys on your team like him and uh, us guys around him can do a better job of of using that to our advantage too. You know what I mean? And it was great to see that, and um, cre- credit to them, they did a great job. And uh, next time, next time we'll be prepared and, and ready for it. Do you feel like that kind of gave you you guys a, a gauge a little bit this season, kind of maybe what you're up against with what teams are going to try to to throw at you defensively and maybe a little bit better idea kind of going forward of uh, of ways to uh, hopefully, you know, turn the advantage back in Liberty's favor when when teams are that aggressive against him? Yeah, 100%. I think it's, it's even funny you mentioned that too. Like, I remember my freshman year, uh, Darius was a sophomore on that 30 and 14 and we go to Stetson and they box him on Darius with all, even with all those guys. And Darius was the one they boxed him on. So it's, it's nothing we haven't seen before, if that makes sense. And uh, they're obviously their length and athleticism um, is, is great, is great for, for uh, that kind of game plan too. So um, it, it was great for us to see, especially second game of the season. And, and like you said, be prepared for it because um, teams are definitely going to try to replicate it. And uh, yeah, it was great. Let's talk about the two positives that I really saw for, from the game. The first one was, I think, the most obvious one was Colin Porter. Uh, zero turnovers in 26 minutes, two for two for three. How have you felt about Colin Porter just jumping right in and and kind of, I feel like, taking the the point guard position and really making it his? Yeah, 100%. I think since the day CP's got on campus, he's had just kind of that confident point guard, like, demeanor uh, when he steps on the court and it's super calming to play with, um, to know you have, you have a guy that, um, is going to make the right plays, the right reads, um, and not, not to put pressure on him like that, but he's, he's what we needed. You know what I mean? At that point guard spot. And, and he's been great. And it, uh, he's a Kentucky guy. So I, I love that guy. And, um, yeah, he's been, he's been awesome. And that was definitely a highlight, especially in that environment. Um, it's probably hard to hear o- over the TV, but, um, they brought it. They uh, Friday night in Tuscaloosa, and he responded. The other positive that really saw is is Joseph Van Zandt. He's already hit two threes this year. Uh, last season in Division One games, I, I'm not sure if he hit any in uh, non D one games, but only hit three all year. Uh, 
is he a guy that that is one of those guys that that you see in practice that can really hit hit the three ball but just hasn't shown it yet uh that that maybe there's a lot more that we can expect this year with maybe his ability to knock down uh some some perimeter shots and open up the offense for you yeah i think anytime um jv gets a room and rhythm look for three like i think it's going in and i think our whole team does um he's done a great job a testament to his work that he's been putting in um since he's gotten here and and honestly i think that's tough too because for a guy like him normally to stay on the court it's it's to play defense so the fact that he works on his game outside of his defensive role or and uh, he works on a shooting as much as he does. Um, it's awesome to see and, and gives you confidence. Like, I think he does a he does a great job repping that. And Yeah. Uh, Kyle, Bill Powell says he's looking forward to tomorrow night. And so are we. Um, we were just talking – before you came on, we were talking about Cent- uh, North Carolina Central, and they're looking pretty good this year. And, you know, there's probably a lot that you can take away from that Alabama game and that Regent game. Um as you guys go forward, but um, I'm here, Kyle, to ask the hard questions and not pull any punches. So uh, tomorrow night is Teddy Bear Night at the game. There you go. And I was wondering uh, who is one person on the team that you would most liken to a teddy bear? What do you mean liken? Like, what does that mean specifically? Like, like, maybe you just want to give them a hug. You might want to cuddle with them at night. You know, I don't know. It, it clearly like would have been a bear. bee. It clearly would have been a bee last year, right? <laughs> that, that's a question. probably my wife to be honest like i'm married really weird um shoot that's a that's a weird one guys I, don't know. I didn't even know teddy bear night was a thing to be honest with you. So. i'm not here to lob softballs man <laughs> cal's gonna call it sick tomorrow night now thanks yeah, I'm out. I'm just kidding. all right uh one last question for you kyle uh so this week, you got two games at home, North Carolina Central, Southern Miss. We talked about uh, how they've been really impressive so far this season. Do you kind of feel like, wow, these two games are really important before you guys head into a really tough Thanksgiving tournament to really, you know, you know, right the ship and, and, and kind of set the season up for, for success for you guys? Yeah, 100%. I think, I think tomorrow is just extremely important for us. Like, we want to we take advantage of every opportunity, especially – especially a home game, like it's so fun playing in front of in front of our fans. And um, like you said, having that game on Friday too, you're home for a week. And then before like the season can get crazy pretty quick, and then you go to Cancun. And then um, so just try to stay in the moment as much as we can and um, have a great shoot around tomorrow and then have a great game tomorrow night, recover, and then on to the next one. But super, super excited for tomorrow and focused on that one. All right, sorry, we lied. Will's got one more final question for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just looking at that schedule. Um, yeah, my question was, how tough is it? To, I mean, I know this is this is your job. You play basketball. But how tough is it to focus on basketball? Like, when you guys get to go to Cancun, like, when do they tell you what the schedule is? Like, are you looking forward to, like, just – like laying on the beach or, um, you know, just hanging out at the hotel. Like, does your wife get to go with you? Like, what is that whole experience like when you get to go to Cancun as part of your job? I think, I think growing up kind of in like, uh, the AAU world, you learn like how to balance it. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Growing up, like my July would look like New York first weekend, come home for a few days then go to Spartansburg, South Carolina, then fly out to, 
Los Angeles and Vegas for 11 straight. And that was my July, you know what I mean? And then that was for three straight years in high school. So at the same time, like it's a business trip, but like the experience you get uh, with the guys around you is like more, honestly, sometimes like more than what you'll remember (laughs) than the actual games and what, what actually happened in those games. Um, So just love, uh, love building uh, relationships with our guys and, and going on trips like Cancun is not a bad place to go on a trip. And yeah, my my wife's actually making that trip. A little Christmas gift for her to get to get to go. So uh, super excited just to have the experience and and uh, get out there and compete. All right, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Kyle, for your time. Uh, really appreciate it, and we'll uh, uh, look forward to you guys. Uh, hopefully, bouncing back this week with with two two nice wins and. Hey, we got to get you to turn on that that awesome light behind you for the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, man, I, it's uh, it's actually from our wedding. It was uh, one of those picture wall things. So, yeah, it, it yeah, lights we, up like LED. So, <laughs> we need we need that on next time. We need that on next time. That that's really might good. have to might have to. So, appreciate right. you guys having. Me. All right, awesome. Thanks, All right, we are joined now by Anthony Smith, Jr., uh, former Liberty standout. Uh, Anthony, I have to start out. So we were freshmen at the same time at Liberty, believe it or yep, not. Yep. Um, you had a wild career at Liberty. So year one and two, you're with the the high volume shooter, Larry Blair. Yeah. Uh, year three, you lead the team in scoring. And then year four, this kid named Seth Curry comes <laughs> in and, and, and steals all the shots. Has anyone kind of had a more wild career through four years that, that than you on really four just different teams? Yeah, I mean it it was it was uh definitely four different teams, you know. I was under two regimes. Uh and uh the first, you know, the first year, my freshman year, I was actually supposed to redshirt. Uh and then uh we end up David Dees, a guy that was playing in front of me, he ended up transferring. So I had to uh I had to play. I was coming off the bench the first nine games and then uh ended up winning the starting role uh nine games in. Uh, we weren't very good <laughs> to be honest. We, seven game, <laughs> seven games, one all year. It was a, it was a bad, bad year. But uh, you know, I kind of had to learn by trial and error. I learned a lot from Larry uh, in those first two years. Uh, so it, I mean, it was nice. It was it was definitely different. And then I just learned to you know I needed to do whatever the team needed, help them to win. Uh, I was a little bit more versatile, more versatile than some of the guys. So especially like the last year when Seth came. I ended up playing like the four. So I went from hmm. a shooting guard to a small four. And then when Coach McKay, our senior year, we ended up playing small ball. So I was playing the four. So I just found ways to do, uh, impact the game and, uh, you know, try to make everybody better. I knew Seth needed more touches as far as, you know, that's what he was going to do for us. He was going to score. So I didn't mind him taking more shots. Uh, you know, I still had a great career. I learned a little bit every year and I learned from a lot of those guys. Yeah. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Um, oh, yeah. So for uh, any of our, maybe if we have students listening or just recent alumni um, that maybe haven't been following the program that long, I mean, in my opinion, you're you're probably on the Mount Rushmore of all-time Liberty players. Um, and if you Google Liberty Flames Anthony Smith, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but it comes up um, – uh, only player in the nation during the 2008 season to attempt at least 203 point field goals and succeed on at least 50% of his field goal attempts 
and 40% of his three-point field goal attempts, one of only five players in the nation to accomplish that same feat while attempting at least 100 three-point field goals. The other players were, uh, check this out, Nick, Mario Chalmers from Kansas, <laughs> Lee Cummard from BYU, yeah. Malik Harrison from Oregon, and some guy named James Harden from yeah. Arizona State. And that's pretty impressive. Um, tell us about kind of what your career was like post-Liberty after you um, graduated in the left here. So post-Liberty, you know, I got a shot in Summer League with the uh, the Indiana Pacers. So I played in the Orlando Summer League right out of, right out of Liberty. I uh, got to play against some good guys there. That's Russell Westbrook's first year, James Harden, all those guys. So played against them in Summer League. Uh, right after Summer League, I went and had a workout with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and then this is kind of where my career kind of took a <clears throat> took a turn because this is when I found out that it was a lot about business and and who you know and all this type of stuff. But uh, mm -hmm. my first agent, uh, my first agent, I was in the middle of working out with Oklahoma. I was supposed to be there for like a week. Uh, I was there for like two days and uh, he calls me, tells me that I have a uh, tryout for Barcelona, you know, FC Barcelona. Anybody who follows Euro basketball or even soccer knows who FC Barcelona is. So I'm 22. I hear FC Barcelona. All I'm thinking is Euro League, you know, six, seven figure checks. Uh, and he actually steered me wrong. So they had a second team in a second division and me not knowing any of this and uh, not really having anybody to uh, talk to about it. I end up getting on the plane and leaving Oklahoma and going there early. Uh, didn't turn out the way it kind of was money wasn't what I was thinking it was uh so from there my career trajectory kind of I kind of had to work from the bottom to try to get to uh higher levels and I, I did but it was just like you realize how much uh one decision can affect your your professional career or mm. who your agent is and you know things like that so I kind of had to to learn the business but I, I mean I still end up having a 10-year career yeah. I played in top level leagues. I played for historic teams. You know, I can't complain, but it would definitely could have been a lot easier had I not listened to my first agent. I will say that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, 10 years overseas is nothing to to look back and, you know, not be happy about. And yeah. And uh, so it was fun. So Anthony, how'd you uh, how'd you get hooked back up with uh, Liberty Radio? I know when I when I saw you on the sideline, I was like, wow, that that's so that's so cool that uh, uh, they 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 got you to, uh, on the radio team. How how did that all come about? Uh, so it was kind of a random instance. I was, uh, you know, I'm always around the program, so I'm I'm at practices here and there, and uh, working out in the gym all the time. And uh, Alan sends me a text message, or uh, he sends me a Facebook message, and said. Uh, you know, coach, uh, I'm looking for a color analyst. Coach McKay kind of threw your name out there. If that's something that you'd be interested in. Uh, and right off the back, I told him I would. I've never done anything with the radio. I've never done anything <laughs> color commentary. But, I mean, I know basketball, so I figured, you know, it couldn't be too hard to sit there and talk about it. Uh, and being on the radio, I think it's a lot, you know, it was a good start, especially with that, because, he does the play-by-play, -play, so he he does the talking most of the time, and all I have to do is chime in with a little basketball tidbit. So, I thought that would be a good start, and I was—I mean, I'm excited to represent Liberty in any fashion. You know, funny being on the other side of the table, but uh, I, I really like it. It was the first game was was fun to call, and 
it was kind of trial by error. And, you know, I don't think I did too bad. So <laughs> I can't wait for tomorrow either. Yeah, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to mute uh, Matt Warner tomorrow and, and listen to the radio broadcast. <laughs> don't tell don't tell Matt that. So, uh, uh, but yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome that that you're you're still involved with the program. Talk to us about your relationship with with Richie McKay, who took over your your junior year, um, and, and you know how that's how that's uh, you know helped maybe keep you connected with with Liberty. Said he helped you know maybe uh, get you connected with the radio radio gig. How how did how did that relationship come to about and uh, was it like a, a blessing for you that he, he came over to Liberty kind of, you know, unexpected? Uh, for sure. It was a blessing because I was, I, my first two years, I was literally ready to transfer every year. My mm. first year after my freshman year, we won seven games. I was, I was about to go to a Juco, uh, in Dallas, uh, Collin County, uh, Collin County community college which is a, a powerhouse Juco. I was going to transfer there. They were trying to get me there because it was, I couldn't take winning seven games. And then my mom said, stick it out. So I stuck it out. Sophomore year comes around. We do a little better. Uh, and then coach Dutton gets fired. So now there's some unknowns. I don't know who's coming in to coach. I don't know who he's bringing. So I was ready to transfer. Then I was going to, I had a transfer set up to North Texas. <laughs> and then again, I said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to see who the coach is and we'll go from there. So he comes in that summer. I remember he came in. It was him. We were playing pickup. It was Coach McKay, Coach Lair, and uh, who was with Coach? It was Coach McKay, Coach Lair, and Coach Seuss. So they come in the gym. You know, these are these are high level coaches. I already I I heard where they came from. So these are high level coaches coming in from a, a Mountain West school, and they they kind of have that aura about them as they walk in the gym. Uh, they watch us play for a little while, and then. Uh, once we're done, Coach McKay pulls me to the side and uh, he tells me going into my junior year, he says this. Uh, he said, I've watched your film. He said, I really think you're going to be an important piece to this program and I would love to build around you. And he told me that. And after the first couple workouts, you know, I, I from now, I just I, I knew I needed to stay here. And uh, it it all panned out. Me and Coach McKay got really close over the over the years. I actually made him uh, the godfather to my children uh my my daughter's middle name is mckay <laughs> Jaden mckay mm -hmm. smith so i mean we, we we grew close you know i always talked to him i talked to him when i was overseas about anything about life uh I, I knew he genuinely cared about me so he was definitely a blessing he taught me a lot uh he helped me through the process and uh like to this day it's, it's family that's why i'm always around even when i i just recently moved back to lynchburg but even when i was staying in dallas i would come every summer come to camps, come to workouts, just his families. Well, we're glad that you didn't transfer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been rough without you there for some of those years. Um, man, I think I would like to do like a whole other podcast where we just talk about this stuff and like the what summer, happened yeah. when, yeah, what happened summer. when with Anthony Smith? Cause I, cause you were there when we, when me and Kirby were there and we just have a lot of questions and we want to hear some of those stories. Yeah. Um, Especially some folks that me and Nick went to some of those games away games with Winthrop. It. We we drove to yeah. Winthrop on a Wednesday uh, night. Winthrop and VMI and yeah, the VMI uh, games were fun. <laughs> were yeah, fun. yeah. Um, so you know, 
you're in this role now with broadcasting. What do you, are you watching film on NC central, like for, to prepare for <laughs> so, tomorrow night or, or how do you go about that? So they, uh, they send out these game notes, uh, which I haven't even looked at mine yet, but they send out the game notes kind of gives you, you know, information about our players stats, uh, kind of the storyline, which are going to be kind of what you kind of want to cover during the, uh, during the game. And yeah, I, I, I do actually go back and watch the game before, uh, just to see their playing style, kind of familiar, uh, familiarize myself with the players, uh, see their tendencies because it makes it a little easier to talk about when, you, when you're not just doing it fresh off the head. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's for, like preparing for anything. You know, you just want to you want to be on top of it. And and I'm, kinda, I'm a student of the game of basketball. I love basketball. So for me to just sit down and watch a quick game or, you know, pick up tendencies, it's not real hard. So. I definitely, I definitely do that. I, I did it. I did it with Regent, and I, I'll continue to do that throughout throughout the season. Before we get to talking about the, this team, tell, tell us about the the hoodie you're wearing, the kicking it. What is that? So, so the I actually sent uh, Chris Strawn, our manager, uh, when I was there for my four years. He has a nonprofit organization. He loves he loves sneakers. He loves shoes. He was always he always had the freshest shoes on <laughs> in, in college, and he still does now. And uh, they helped him dance. This is his not yet, yeah, <laughs> and this is his nonprofit organization, uh, kicking it. So they do a bunch of, uh, and it came to Liberty. I don't remember he had brought Steph to Liberty, uh, probably I don't know, probably four or five years back, and they did a uh, a big kicking it like a shoe drive to send to Africa, and he does a, a bunch of things like that. And uh, we're still we're still in touch to this day. I talked to a couple guys that I that I played with, and I, I still talk to him. So whenever they have something. I try to support them and, you know, I went out and got me a kicking it hoodie. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's get into a little bit about, about this team. Um, obviously you were there for the, the Regent game. Um, what was kind of your, your overall take on, on that game, that performance, kind of what you saw in, in, in that game? So what I saw is, you know, I, I think that this year it will be a little, it'll be a little different. Uh, as far as they don't have the outside shooting like they have with Keegan or uh, with with Cuff, but I think that getting Colin Porter to the team was a great addition. Uh, I, I like his poise, uh, even against Alabama. Watching that game, uh, he, he he doesn't look like he's the moment's too big for him. He, he keeps the same kind of demeanor throughout the game. I, I really think that he is going to help, and uh, he will be a, a key piece in in a lot of their victories uh to come uh zach cleveland again another freshman i was impressed by his motor and again moment didn't seem too big uh even things not going great against alabama same motor same demeanor uh those things are important when you're when you're looking at players uh, as far as their growth potential how are they going to react against an adversity and how are they going to react when things are going good if they have the same demeanor it's a good sign. Uh, I think the guys, Kyle Road is, you know, he's Kyle Road. He's an extension of Coach McKay on the court. His IQ is is off the charts. I think that this year they're just going to have to, uh, you know, they'll, they'll have a couple more options, not just having to rely on on Darius every game to get 30 and 25 and 40 <laughs> to, to stay in games. <clears throat> but, uh, I, I, you know, I – I like what I see. They're going to, they execute, still play defense. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think they will be really tough in the A-Sun. 
so talk to us about about that Alabama game. Obviously, you know, it didn't go the way I think anyone wanted or really even expected. I don't think anyone expected it to be to be that lopsided. Talk to us about what it's like in, in a game like that where you just really underperform to your standards. What is it like trying to get ready for that next game? And is it like such a long like layoff where you just can't wait to get back on the court to you know maybe right the ship a little bit? You know, games like that, you just got to let those go. Uh, you know, you didn't play, you know, you didn't play well, uh, definitely below your your standard. Even if you lose, you lose. But, you know, you, when you play like that, you forget about it. Next game, it, it doesn't matter. We didn't execute. Next, no, no, no need to sit there and uh, beat yourself up about it. It happens. Next game, move on, execute. And, and continue to move forward. Uh, you know, it's just like any play on the court. You don't want to sit there and you turn the ball over and, and think about it, and then you miss a defense assignment, and then it just starts kind of piling up on you. Let it go. Just move on to the next game. Alabama's a, a great team. You knew that you had to be on your, your P's and Q's to, to stay in the game, and, and you didn't do that. And now you have another opportunity coming up in a couple of days. Just let it go. What did you think about the way that, Alabama defended Darius. They were really just, uh, uh, I don't know, one of the most intense defenses I've seen against him, you know, really able to use their athleticism. Do you think that maybe that, that maybe the, the intensity is going to be even ratchet up a little bit more this year? Do you you think maybe that's something that, that Liberty can maybe even exploit a little bit? Oh, for sure. I mean, you don't, you don't score 25 points a game and then walk into a game like the other team hasn't, specifically planned for you it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be just like that probably game in a game out you know some teams won't have the athletes that Alabama did so they won't be able to do what Alabama did uh and but I think with like I said with the addition of Colin Porter it kind of takes some of the pressure off of Darius as far as not having to bring the ball up not having to create a shot every time uh I think that Teams playing that way will get hurt by the other guys because they're focusing so much on Darius and he has he has help, you know. So uh, I think it's going to it's going to open up the court for them. And in so in turn, it's going to open up the court right back for him. And he's a tremendous talent. He's going to find ways to score. You know, that was just an off game. Yeah, I think. uh, Sorry, Nick. Um, Yeah, we saw a little bit of that, too, with Darius being in foul trouble you know, pretty early on, but Liberty kind of stayed in it. And, you know, I thought that they had a great chance of kind of chipping away um, once Darius got back into the game. But, um, you know, how do you see, uh, you know, do you see anybody in particular kind of stepping up? I mean, I'm looking at the roster and, um, you know, when we played Regent or when they played Regent, Zach Cleveland kind of looked like he's going to be like a big energy guy. Uh, what do you see out of um, some of those like freshmen so far? Yeah, and that's what I see. Like I said, his motor—he has a very high yeah. motor. Uh, he's a strong kid. Uh, what I what I really really like is how he attacks the rim. Uh, those plays are are momentum changers, and like you said, it brings energy, brings life to the team. You know, you go down the middle of the lane and, and dunk it on somebody's head, and you know, it gets your it gets your team going. And uh, you know, I think probably the last high flyer that Liberty's really had or was probably Andrew Smith. And that was probably yeah. you know, four or five years ago. So you had some great dunks. You had some great dunks. Yeah. I'm a little bit older than that though. So I, I wish it was four or five years ago, <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, I, I think that he, he will grow. He, he passes the ball. Well, 
like it doesn't look it looks like he understands the game so i think he will be especially as the year goes forward next year and the year after he's somebody that you could really kind of have anchored down your team uh and then with the you know the other guys that are red shirting i've seen him a little bit i haven't really seen him in game time action so i don't know about them but those two like i said they stand out for me mm-hmm. and then the other guys you know they, they've proven what they can do so they just have to stay on that with those new additions. And then Darius, so, you know, I think they'll be good. Looking at the uh, upcoming schedule this week, I think to me and Will, we really feel like this is such a, a important week for Liberty to you know, maybe not just squeak out two wins, but to, to, to really, I think, play well, especially coming in with uh, a really tough uh, Thanksgiving tournament with Northwestern and then either Auburn or Bradley. And then mm. even still got a really tough game at, at, uh, at Oral Roberts and uh, a neutral game with Bryant, you kind of feel like this week is, is such a huge week for Liberty. And, and, and you know, obviously it's too early in the season. It's most likely going to come down to the ASUN tournament. But you feel like this is a really big week in terms of their trajectory for the season? Uh, I think it's a good week to get some momentum. Uh, you know, you, you want to you win the games that you should win uh, to build momentum, to be in the games that maybe you, you're kind of the underdog in. And uh, I think that definitely they need to come out and, and these take these two next games uh, and try to make a statement, you know, make a statement, get some, build some confidence, uh, get back in their groove and, uh, you know, let that momentum carry them, carry them towards the tougher games. All right. And then uh, uh, lastly, uh, looking at like the rest of the A-Sun conference, who's maybe a team that 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 really stands out to you? Um, you know, maybe either from, from what you've seen or kind of what you, what you've heard kind of being on the inside that you're really kind of maybe looking forward to their matchups with Liberty this year, or, or maybe a, a dark horse contender or something like that. Uh, you know, Jacksonville state, they were, uh, last year. I don't know how many, I haven't studied their team yet this year. I don't know how many returned, but I know they had a couple guys return. You know, they, they really shot the ball well. And I think that that is one thing that hurts the uh, pack line. If you have if you have a good low post presence and not necessarily scoring a guy that can read the double team, you know, face up, step out, throw the skip pass. Cause that's, that's where you want to hurt it. So, and, and then shooting around it, I think that Jacksonville state, they, they shot it well. So, and I know they did all season. Uh, I would look forward to them. I don't know how many they return, like I said, and then uh, Bellarmine, you know, they, they're kind of, this year, their their team is a little different than they were last year. I watched them play a little bit against Louisville, and they, they beat Louisville. Uh, ball movement, their their ball movement is is pretty crazy, which always gives them a chance to take care of the ball and and cut and backdoor. And uh, th- those are two matchups that uh, I definitely want to see uh, uh, this year for sure. And Austin P, I don't know, I don't know too much about the new team, so we'll see how that goes. They got beat by like fifty against Purdue. Uh, so uh, they, they were kind of supposed to be a team that was supposed to be really competitive. And yeah. I don't know, maybe it was just one of those, you know, off nights. I didn't watch the game, but uh, they definitely stood out there. Uh, their, their Ken Palm rankings really tanked this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony, it's been such an honor to have you on. We really appreciate you uh, uh, joining us and, and, and taking the time out of your schedule. And uh, we're really looking forward to uh, uh, you, you calling games this year and, uh, uh, any any final thoughts or anything else? Anything you want to hype before you get out of here? I know, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. If y'all ever need a, a guest co-host or if y'all ever need any, any more, uh, have any more questions? Like I said, I'm, I'm always willing to jump on and and you know this is fun. Like I said, being back at Liberty and just you know it's it's a family. So 
everybody in Liberty is part of my extended family. Put it, <laughs> put it that way. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, thanks again. You know what time? Well, what time is it? It's long shots time, baby. Well, Mr. Longshots, you had quite the week picking college basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. It appears this might be your gift and not football picks. Are you ready to retire from college football and just be a full-time uh, college basketball picker? I thought about it. I'm too close to 500, though. I think I'm, I, I got to look. I think I'm 26 and 29. Like, I'm, I'm a perfect week away from being 500. Like, it's, oh, yeah, it's within striking distance. If I had John's record, yeah, I'd, I'd be retired. Because you're about to get you're about to get over that hump in football. I feel I I'm getting there, and I, I lost a couple games this week. The, I mean, the Liberty over under that was doomed from the the under that was doomed from the start. But I'm so close, and I I know I'm just there. And and it'd be a great weekend for me to do it. You know, being down there uh, at the basketball game at Southern Miss, and then the the game on on Saturday. But I eight feel- and three, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I feel like you're always one week away from uh, uh, breaking even. I feel like that should yeah. uh, have a one bet away. One eight hundred gambler helpline. You know, yeah, that that bottom. should be the tagline. Yeah, well, just remember, you're one bet away from even. Are you sure you want to complete this call? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, a very very impressive week from from Richie Longshots eight and three. I think I did the math, and if we actually if if we don't get canceled by the end of the year, which you know. There's probably a good line on that. We're probably like, you know, plus two fifty at, at getting canceled. Um, I, I think we're like 198 games is what we'd pick if we do this every week. So uh, John's got plenty of time to catch up. Uh, mm-hmm. John, you know, in the group chat, he was sure to to give out all the excuses about how he's like, you know, going all the way around across the country covering a football team. You know, making picks at the rest stop at, at a funeral. All kinds of stuff. I, you know, it just it it's it's really something else. One bad week, John. Let's not let's not let's not uh torch the whole system here. Maybe I'm thinking the end of the year. Also, we should do a prize. We should do some sort of trophy. Um, name it something. Name it after a former player. Uh, get some sort of something. But maybe we kind of do it like in college, where your la- like your your worst test grade gets thrown out. You have like that wild card week. We're like, not for me. You're gonna have to start like an Excel spreadsheet if we're going that deep. I mean, yeah, I, that's true. I'm not. I'm yeah. no Excel wizard. I'm just gonna keep adding, and and that's probably good enough. I, you know, I I kind of like I kind of like the idea of whoever finishes worse having to do something really embarrassing. Yeah, in my in my fantasy soccer league, whoever comes in last has to go to an Amy Schumer concert completely sober, <laughs> no cell phone, by themselves. <laughs> Amy Schumer concert. <laughs> I mean, that's third level of hell stuff right there. Um, <laughs> maybe Chad will just dig up some old tweets and, and air them for everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's already in the lab right now. All right. Well, let's look ahead to this week. Uh, if you want to win some money, follow, follow long shots. Uh, that's what we're going with here. Here's our 11 games. Uh, Real quick, me and Chad only picked two of the same games, which I mean, what are the chances of 11 games and only like we didn't compare notes or anything. He had no idea what his picks were. I had already put mine in before he sent me his uh, long shots. What's the odds on, on on that? So coin flip. So you're 50 50 chance of, of picking the same one. So one out of two times 11 11 times the, the, the 
one out of 22, two out of 20, one, I see it was like 5%. Maybe if the odds reset each time, I'm going to, I'm going to go 5%. Yeah. So anyways, let's get through these games and uh, either one of us, me or Chad are going to have a great week and the other one's going to have a miserable yeah. week. So that's something to watch folks. All right. Belmont at Lipscomb. I cannot believe Chad picked Lipscomb with a one point spread in this game. Uh, this is maybe like the most confident game I'm in. Uh, I-, I love Belmont in this matchup. Yeah, I- I've always been a Belmont fan. I remember they were in the dance 2019, the same year you know we were, and they. I remember that offense. I feel like every year they just have an offense that's going to score points and give me points. This early in the season, I know a team's going to score points. Give me, give me them. Yeah. All right, we were completely split on this. Uh, Liberty NC Central. Let's just go. Let's just long Let's just go through both Liberty games now because that's kind of yeah. how how I picked. Uh, I feel like these lines should be switched, and they very well might be. Remember, these are Ken Palm lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, these aren't set in stone. This was actually as of Saturday morning because I can't send these out and then change it. So some of these lines could have actually even changed a tiny bit in Ken Palm. Uh, I feel like these lines should be switched, which is why you see my picks while I picked Liberty tomorrow yep. to cover and not. Uh, I definitely think Southern Miss is a much better team, and then I just I like the more points. Is that kind of although you had it you you have yeah we did it the same way. Is that yeah. what, kind of what you're thinking was too? No, I think I think Southern Miss and I you know I haven't done a deep dive into Southern Miss. I just don't know. Are we going to beat any other like mid major? I'm calling NC Central low major. They're the team that beat us in 2013, right? No, is that, 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 that same? A&T. Yeah. A&T. There's too many North Carolina <laughs> schools. Just way too confusing. Um, I think Southern Miss is a mid, you know, mid-major. Um, I, I can't imagine us beating any other team, like, right now by that many points. Um, so that worries me. Um, I, I'm going to be at the game and I would love nothing more than for Liberty to blow the doors off of them. But I just think, you know, a team like NC central low major should win. The arena is going to be rocking. It's a get right game. And then Southern miss kind of like that. All right. Not a trap game, but, uh, you know, we got a, a big trip coming up, you know, maybe take the breaks, you know, you know, take the foot off the gas late in the game and, uh, you know, Southern miss. Yeah. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. And I know it's similar to the NC Central game, but I think Southern Miss is just naturally going to have better players on their roster than NC Central. Yeah, and uh, there actually is a line out for this game. It's actually 12 and a half, so they went pretty much uh, right with Ken Palm on this. So Vegas yeah. can be lazy sometimes when it comes to the uh, low to mid-major games. They don't know as much as we do. <laughs> Which comes in, like, it's you might think it's a joke. If you follow... I, re- I remember we were in the Big South. When it came time for conference tournament, I knew more than Vegas did when it came to the conference tournament. And I remember I'm like, they don't know what these, they don't know what they're talking about when it comes to these lines. And there's a ton of value when you're tracking this and you're looking at these games now and you're seeing which teams are, you know, showing up and you keep that in the back of your mind. I distinctly remember in 08, Davidson played UNC super close in the beginning of the year. And I went, Davidson, I'm going to remember that team. And when I filled out my bracket, seeing junior year of high school, I was like, yeah, we'll have Davidson maybe win a game or two. And we all know what happened there. So this is a really good opportunity, the beginning of the season, to see, all right, which teams are, are going to be contending with some of these Power 5 schools? Which teams are going to be, you know, 
playing well that, that, that you can keep track of and, and follow along as the season goes on. Cause when it comes to conference tournament time or, you know, the first round of the NCAA tournament, there's going to be value because Vegas is just going to jump to that Ken Palm line. They're not going to know kind of, you know, a little bit behind the number and, and what went into that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. And, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think I was on some school called Lindenwood today in, in real money. So, yeah, you got to <laughs> you gotta go. It, they didn't cover, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, it right, that was Missouri, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what the final was in, in that, but they, they did not cover. Had a, great, had a great weekend overall, but Lindenwood didn't help. All right, Duke, Kansas. This is uh, another one we're completely split on. Uh, Kansas minus one. I just I, I look at this and I I go coaching and I just go John Shire against Bill Self. Am I really going to take John Shire, who I think is going to probably do great things at Duke, but in his like second week of the season, is that where you were at, or were you a little different? I also I still hate Duke. Nothing's changed. <laughs> you'll you'll never see Duke next to like under my name. Like they they could play anybody, and I'm going to take. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Completely irrelevant. Coastal, like give me the give me the beach chickens. Old Dominion, give me the monarchs. But no, no, play some. I do think Kansas wins the game. I mean, I'll take my bias out of it. But you know, Kansas veteran team. You know, they just won the Natty Day, and I don't think they lost a ton of people either. It wasn't like a mass exodus type thing. Um, so yeah, no, give me Kansas. Uh, Chad in our chat did say uh, Bill Self is suspended. Uh, but I, I still, I mean, I'll take what he his, do. What did he, he do again? He, was this a cheating situation or did it, he get a DUI or is it a four games, four games for infractions? How do you, how do you get, how do you get suspended in 2022 as an NCAA football well, coach? This was like, from, what did you do? This was from pre, like he would not, oh. be he would not be suspended now. So I was going to say like, this is, yeah. this is a pre NIL situation. Yeah, I'll still take him game planning this game and, and whoever is, yeah, you don't think coaches. he's got a mic in uh, the <laughs> assistants here. Like don't do this, do that. Bobby Valentine in the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're right with there. That'd be a fun, that's gonna be a fun one to Matt watch. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I believe that's part of the champions classic. Um, yeah. It's going to be kind of, it's standalone game, right? Like there's yeah a couple games. I know it's the only game we have on Tuesday. So no, it's definitely <laughs> a, a must watch. All right, next game, Gonzaga, Texas. I'm the only one who is on the Zags. Everyone else faded them after a disappointing one-point win on an aircraft carrier. Um, <laughs> what? Were we really not taking Gonzaga this early in the season uh, as an underdog? The Texas? Texas at home. Give me Texas at home. Gonzaga? It's Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga. I get tricked into them every year. And I know I took Gonzaga. You go under. I took Gonzaga, but that's the Gonzaga's now at home. So I, I you know, traveling down to Texas, that that arena is going to be rocking. Um, Smart's a good coach. Yeah, the four points. I, I mean, if it was a pick them, okay, yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I got four points. Ooh, that that's wild. All right, the next game. This is. Uh, uh, there's no way this line. No, if, if this line is if this line is 25, <laughs> it's all it bet in the house. They're gonna have to make phone calls and be like, I think this guy knows something because there's no way this. They just lost to Colorado today. <laughs> like, there's got, no they way got, they got waxed yeah. by Colorado today. Colorado, there's no way this line's 25. Colorado who just lost to Grambling State yeah. before that. <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, this was, you know, this is one of those, we have to put this in because it's an A-Sun game, but we know yeah. the line's not going to be. I think I'll be interested to see maybe kind of what Kim Palm's updated with some of these numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to ride Florida Gulf Coast maybe down. If it's like a higher than 16, I'm probably riding with, with Dunk City. Well, I think anything double digits. I don't know, 11, 12. I mean, it's still... Tennessee was like 11th in the country and it's at home. It's a true home game, but there's beginning of the season's hosh posh. Once they got on the court though, that was a bad loss today. I'm going to say 16 would be my number. What's your, you're, you're saying 10. I'll take 11, okay. 10 or 11. Will you got a, you got a number. I know you're not, you're not legally allowed to bet. Yeah, I was, well, I was thinking more like around, around 12, 13 line. Okay. You're splitting the difference. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right, next, Baylor, Virginia. I mean, this just felt like this is a neutral game. Like, mm-hmm. Baylor getting a point. Like, I think Baylor is, Baylor's, I think, my preseason national champion um, going into the year after they just destroyed my Delta Devils on opening afternoon. Um, I feel like this was obvious. And the whole board took Baylor. Yeah, it was. I, I watched that. I took. I took on our show, I took the Delta Devils, and then I like I read things before the end. I saw the line went from like 38, 39, 40, and it, it was moving rapidly. And I went, I gotta bet Baylor minus 40. Like if the whole world is doing it, like it, it it's for a reason. So I ended up making money on the game. I lost it here, but I ended up making money on it. But no, Baylor looked very good. Yeah, they were playing one of the worst division one teams, but it was they looked really good. They had a lot of players that were able to do it inside and out. They were super athletic around the rim, and I went, ooh. Like, I know North Carolina's number one. I'm a Carolina guy, but I went, ah, it's a pretty good team. Like, they just they looked the part. They were able to do it both sides, like I said, inside and out, and it was – they looked good. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I went with the sucker, went with the Delta Devils. Just couldn't – I couldn't live with myself if I – you know, bet on a team to cover a 40 point spread to start the year. And uh, yeah. one of my buddies was sending me pictures of every Delta's Devils roster. Uh, they're, they're like their profile pictures. And uh, <laughs> as, as they're down like 60 and it was, <laughs> it, was it was painful. It was, painful. there was like kids there too. It was like, like take a field trip to Baylor's arena. Like, cause the game was at noon. So the, all the schools in the area, there's like kids in the, it was just, it, it looked like a Harlem Globetrotters game. At the end of the second half, like, just, it got ugly. <laughs> All right, next game. Indiana at Xavier. Uh, I grew up in Cincinnati. Uh, I root for the Muskies when they're not playing Liberty, which they've never played. Uh, Chad, I guarantee you, only picked Indiana just yeah. to be just to be that guy. Um, yep. um, Chad loves nothing more than to root for people's, like, second favorite teams. Yeah. Like, he'll just be like, how about those Rutgers Scarlet Knights? I'm like, yeah, I'm aware, Chad. We just lost to Michigan by 60. Thank you. <laughs> Richie, though, you you went to Rutgers, right? Yeah. Kirby, did you go to Xavier? No, I went to Liberty, which is why oh, I put okay. it on I'm podcast. just checking. I also went to Liberty. I put yeah, in a that, blog yeah. that I graduated hey. from Liberty, and people were floored. Like, I just showed up, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm going to root right. for this Liberty team. Like, no, I actually went there, people. You're an alumni of two institutions. Yeah. Completely acceptable. Yeah. But if you only have one, then you should have one allegiance. I'll jump off my soapbox and put on mute. 
Yeah, we're not putting any more Xavier games on the uh, the docket the rest of the year. They could be number one in the country. Nope. <laughs> They're one of those teams that always just finds a way to screw me, though, when I bet on them. Like, weird things happen the moment. Like, when they get that Saturday noon game, like, I'm always like, ooh, yeah, I got a good feeling about Xavier. Bad. And then if I fade Xavier, they win. So, it really is. If you're watching this and you see me take Xavier, hammer Indiana because I never can get Xavier right, ever. I, I never bet on a team that I have any interest in, so I would never actually bet on this game or Liberty. Um, I just, at, at home, getting two points. Sean Miller, you know, they got that effect. All right, we already touched on the uh, the, the Southern Miss. I, I, really wish, uh, I really wish Chad would come on and explain why he went the opposite of us. I, I, is it just a menace? Like, he, he picks Liberty in this game, but not in the NC Central game. Get him, get him in here. What's, what's he doing? What's he doing? No, I, I, I think his mullet's not looking fresh tonight. So mm. I, I think I think we, we, we can't bring him in tonight. Uh, my, but, my 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 plan though, since I'm gonna be at the game, I'm just gonna bet the over. And you're just gonna see me on ESPN plus and a Darius McGee shirt, hopefully just dancing my way to the over. I love it. I love it. I hope the cameras find you. Uh, I, I I'm gonna put in every word I have, which is nothing, but um yeah. I got Quick side story, uh, I got picked to run like, they're like, all right, if you can dribble the ball length of the court in under five seconds and make a shot, free Chick-fil-A gift card. I was the most confident person in the world. I ran back to my dorm. I got my LeBrons. I was ready to roll. The girl next to me, it was like me and another girl. I was like, hey, if I make this, like save your gift card, we'll go. I'll take you to Chick-fil-A with my gift card. Like we had a date set up. I missed the layup. Whole place just went. Oh, it was the most deflating moment of my life. So I'm a little worried that I'm going to be that close to the court after the whole incident of, of 2010. Yeah. Now that you brought that up, we got to get you doing a contest. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Half court. What could go wrong? I would have seen you shooting a half court shot for a car or something. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, even for a Chick-fil-A gift card. A little redemption. I love it. All right. Jacksonville State at Alabama. Uh, I am the only one that took Jacksonville State. Uh, I just I feel like this is such a sucker taking Alabama. I think we we just saw them roll Liberty. You know, you're like you, we have these expectations now. I just 23 points against a team that was in the in the dance in the dance last year. I don't I don't know about that. Mickey Mouse dance. that's yeah they're they definitely were the mickey mouse dancers Uh, i'm a sucker you look up in the dictionary you're gonna see a picture of me like oh that team was really good last game they're gonna be good again no big time i'm a sucker and like now that i'm actually saying the words out loud i don't think alabama is gonna shoot as well as they did they're not gonna ball out like that so and i don't know who they play next after Jacksonville State, but you know, 23 is a lot. Now that I think about it, you know, depending on what the line is, I might actually sprinkle uh, Jacksonville State when this game, you know, is live on Friday. But probably not because I'm going to be at the Liberty game and I'm not going to bet on that game and not watch it. So I think they play like South Alabama or something like that. I think I saw earlier today. Oh, so but... they're just going cupcakes. Until yeah, December. I mean it's the uh, it's exactly what Coach McKay basically said that, yeah. that teams are doing right now. But yeah, I you know obviously I think Nick said I'm not legally allowed to gamble on these games, but um, I I like that Alabama line. I'm with you, Richie. 
Oh, I, there we go. I, I will give Alabama credit. I actually don't think they they did the whole cupcake schedule. Longwood, Liberty, South Dakota State is really good. I think they're picked to win the summit. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville State was you know a team that that was good last year. Uh, and then they got like Houston, Memphis, Gonzaga, which doesn't really fall in that category. But they did actually schedule. Good okay, that, schedule in a in a little bit. They, but they don't have like a big. Uh, they don't have a banger to start the season. Their, their worst teams, Jackson State at three hundred four and Ken Palm. So they're not they're not really playing any of the absolute bottom feeders. Bottom, so. Like the three fifties, the three forties. So, so let's give credit where it's due. Alabama, NATO. They deserve some credit for. I like for actually I do too. He's a fun coach. Yeah. I didn't like him Friday when, you know, but whatever. He is the poor man's Charles Billingsley. <laughs> I can see it. He's got like the 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 plaid blazer on and and little pocket square. That's a good it's a good comparison. All right. Uh Bellerman Clemson, I'll be completely honest. I picked Clemson just to be a jerk. <laughs> I, I knew everyone was going to ride Bellerman. I was like, yeah, I want to be the guy that doesn't. I want to be the guy that gets this right. I faded Bellerman. Uh, I, I think that Louisville win, it was a nice win, great for the conference, good for them, good for their program, but I don't think it's going to mean they're good this year by any stretch. Louisville lost their next game too. Yeah, like uh, Louisville might actually be a t- one of the worst Power 5 teams so far in college basketball. So it's like, all right, what are they going to do when they play a, a decent team like Clemson? It's just too many points. This is another one. I don't think the spread's going to be 14. I think people are going to jump on Bellarmine. The line's going to end up being... 10 maybe even single digits just because of the you know people betting on it and, and the books don't want to be without liability well i'm really jumping on that then yeah i love that if that gets down to like 10 all right then the final game this is a incredible game kentucky at gonzaga this is a true road game zags are a one-point favorite i've always already told you my uh you know, my my belief in Gonzaga, Kentucky's one in Ken Palm, Gonzaga's three in Ken Palm. So this is, I mean, this is as good of a matchup as you'll yeah. see. I just, Kentucky's got a young team on the road at Gonzaga, which is an insane atmosphere. I just, I, I Kentucky might be the best team in the country. I trust Ken Palm. I just don't think they're going to win this game. I agree, you know, for them to to go out West, probably a late start. I mean, won't, won't be that big of a deal. Oh, it's a Sunday game. Wow. Um, Sunday game, a lot of travel to go from Kentucky out to Gonzaga. Like you said it place is going to be rocking. They're playing a, a, a senior, a, an old team. Um, Kentucky's littered with, with freshmen new to new, not, maybe not freshmen. I know they have some of the transfer portal, but new to new to Kentucky players that are going to be playing in a big time atmosphere like that. So give me Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga, this is their get right game after losing to Texas. And, uh, they make that statement of, all right, we're, we're, we're still Gonzaga. We are we're gonna have our you know, we're gonna have our shot. Yeah, seven thirty tip on a Sunday night. That's gonna that's fun. I love that. Ooh, we're then, we're gonna be watching the end of that game next Sunday. Oh yeah. 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 I might actually have to I usually turn off my TVs during the uh during the show. I might have to kind of, you know, you know, keep that on. I don't know what we're gonna do next week because next week's gonna be the uh uh the, the conference tournament. So we're just gonna be picking a whole bunch of opening round games. Uh should we do like maybe something like uh, pick a couple of the tournaments? Yeah, maybe pick some tournament winners like that. Uh, we'll we'll discuss with the council and make sure that's within yeah. the rules because I I don't want to be you know I don't want to be accused of you know uh, making the rules and skewing them in my favor. So we'll talk to the council. Maybe we'll pick like the the four tournaments and and make those four games and and uh, 
See if we can get any W's in there. Or maybe I'm some bonus, it. maybe some bonus points. I don't know. I like bonus points. Yeah. When we can count wins as points and you know, we can get weird with it. All right. Well, we'll talk to the council. We'll get back to you guys on that. Uh, Mr. Longshots, just an absolute pleasure as always. Any final oh, thoughts? Thank you guys for having me. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to going down. Um, I've been to two Liberty basketball games since I graduated. I went to a conference NJIT game up in Newark. That was an experience. And I was at the ASUN championship game in 2020. So super excited to check out the Liberty Arena for the first time um, and, and see this team live. My, my dad's coming down. My dad loves Liberty basketball. He watches more basketball games and football games. He's always uh, he loved the the 1920 teams, like always talks about. Uh, he's like, that number zero. That number's like, never knows, you know, only knows a couple names, but it always is like, yeah, number. And just it, it's cool that, you know, to, to bring him, we're going to have good seats and uh, to, to check that out, check out the new arena. Crowd's going to be rocking. It's a Friday night. So looking forward to that. And, and thank you guys. Um, I learned I've learned so much more about the basketball team for, from listening to you two, and uh, definitely more invested this year because of that. So thank you for having me on, and thank you for everything that you all do, my man. Well, if you see long shots on Friday night, if you're there, buy him a Kool Aid. Yep. Uh, nothing more than that. He doesn't need popcorn. Anything, just a Kool Aid, and uh, uh, they yeah. got an Annie Ann's in there. I know they got one at the football <laughs> stadium. They got an Annie Ann's in the Liberty Arena. I haven't actually not been to the Liberty Arena, so I could tell have- you. I haven't either. I haven't either. I'm hoping to get down this year. It is a long way from Cleveland, Ohio Yeah, with, with kids. But, yeah. Fingers crossed. All right. Thank you, guys, as always. All right. Thanks, Richie. All right. So that's it. Uh, Will, do you have any incredible final thoughts of, of, of wisdom for us tonight? Oh, man. Uh, let's just turn the page on last week. Disappointing football loss to UConn, uh, you know, Alabama loss probably wasn't as disappointing. Um, But let's turn the page, get two good out-of-conference wins this week, and then beat Virginia Tech uh, at home, which will be awesome. So we're looking forward to this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Can't wait for tomorrow night's game. Uh, Hopefully the boys come out and just, yeah, I'd love to see them just win by like 30 and just really put all of our minds at at ease and – uh, get us feeling good about this team, and I still feel good about this team. I, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, put too much out of out of one game, and it happens. It's too early, too early, and Alabama is probably, you know, uh, is, I know we play some good teams in Northwestern and play in Cancun. But Alabama is probably the best team we're gonna see all year. Oh yeah, no, and, and a true road game too. You know, yeah. The, yep. This isn't, you know, playing in Cancun or, you know, in front of 500 people. This is a legit road game with dudes with their hard hats on and, you know. Yeah. And and I trust Richie. So, let's go. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. It's it's so much fun doing the show every week. Thanks to Sea of Red for keeping us on the airwaves for another week. We'll see how long this uh, uh, continues to ride out. If you haven't, make sure you go on YouTube, subscribe to Sea of Red, like, uh, tonight's show uh, a sea of red has been posting all of the post game interviews from Richie from some of the players from coach freeze this is the place a sea of red is the place for Liberty content so make sure you're dialed in and we'll continue to uh, uh, keep rooting on the flames have a great night everyone